0: This episode, an interview with Cooper Newby of Classit.org. So, the Handyman Pros have, radio show has been a supporter of decreasing the trades gap for quite some time. Uh, there's a massive short of, shortage of qualified uh, tradespeople and technicians, from truck drivers to phlebotomists to and everything in between. The U.S. is facing a huge gap in skills, and we need to make we need to update this to make our economy functional. Classit was founded to help improve. This skills gap to give people a resource in which they can find true upward mobility through the trades and such. We found this, uh, gosh, I don't even remember, but it really does not matter. We found it and we decided, uh, let's do an interview. Welcome to the Handyman Pros Radio Show, home improvement and maintenance tips from the pros. Thanks for listening to another edition of the Handyman Pros Radio Show, where our goal is to help save you time, money, and aggravation on the, on your home maintenance and repair. This edition's entitled, An Interview with Cooper Newby from classit.org. And as always, folks, I am here with John. He is my co-host and or drinking buddy and or
1: a few other things.
0: <clears throat> Besides that, Johnny, what's been going on? <laughs>
1: well you know i'm I'm excited about uh this uh this interview I've been uh you know going through their website and uh, ever since uh, I believe that uh, they reached out to us or i, I can't remember I can't remember. But, it but really I happen. can't re- truly happen. I can't remember but uh you know I start to get some details on it so uh, this this conversation about the trades and and getting into the trades so I think we should just uh roll right into it Larry
0: all right Johnny, that's a perfect segue. We're here with Cooper Newby. Cooper, welcome.
2: Thanks. Big fan of your guys' show. Oh, thank (laughs) you.
0: Yeah, we appreciate that.
2: Well, you know, I have to
0: ask the opening question, which is your 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 last name is Newby, and I know everybody and their brother calls you Newby. You're the newbie. You're always the newbie, aren't you?
2: (laughs) I'm never the expert. Always the newbie. (laughs) It's an advantage, you know. Keep the bar low.
0: we sorry had to go there it was just too easy um cooper tell us about your you have guys have created this uh website and product called classit.org can you tell us about you tell us a bit about you tell us about your business and what you're all trying to achieve
2: yeah so classit is a uh, we're really trying to we have the mission to get more young people into the skilled trades to close the growing skill uh skill gap in the u.s you know with with the average age being 55 of most tradesmen, there's this impending cliff where we need more people coming into the trades to replace them and hopefully before they leave so they can teach everyone all the new information. So I came from a mechanical engineering background. I worked in machine shops on prototypes for headphones and consumer products for a couple of years. Then I moved on to Stanford, where I started a company called Blue Crew with some friends. Um, And Blue Crew is really aimed at, uh, you know, making work more accessible for people in the light industrial space. So you can think of it like Uber for warehouse work. Um, And we grew that business really. It's still alive, was acquired by Employee Bridge recently. Um, But there we really became experts in blue collar hiring. And ever since we worked our first job as a moving uh, with a moving com- company, there we we've had this incredibly strong passion for raising the wages of people who are you know working these really hard essential jobs um, in our economy. So we we really worked uh, on that app and and built out uh, hiring engines for all these large warehouses, but we noticed we kept noticing there that the best employees really had a glass ceiling on the amount of you know the wages they could earn because even if you're the best warehouse worker you're only making a couple dollars an hour more so we saw like there's an example of this guy david perez he was working at the man crates warehouse um which is like a subscription box you get every month with cool gadgets for gifts um and he would come up to us every time he was the most reliable worker you know didn't go to didn't go to college or anything like that but he just learned on the job. You know, he was showing us, "Hey, look, I built this amazing speaker stand or I built this the break room out" and he was basically learned how to become a facilities manager and moved up at Mancrates. We saw similar things at the Lift warehouse where people would come in as a picker and packer in the the scooter warehouse but then they learned to become scooter mechanics. So we kept getting really excited about this upward trajectory that we could Help people learn these differentiated skills and truly like raise their earning power beyond just um, you know hourly small increments in a warehouse. So that's re- that really inspired us to start Classit, where you know we could identify these skilled trades that are really hard to break into, and it's hard to figure out what the right on ramps are into them uh, for somebody who doesn't have family members in the trades. Um, so that inspired us to start Classit. Uh, and really work on that impending skills cliff
0: yeah is there is there a reason can, can you just explain the reason for the skills cliff and and we both john and i realize there is this cliff coming up um because we find most of the people are our age and and we're honestly getting ready to retire and that i think is part of that cliff but there's this great gap there so people there's there's very few people we see behind us that have any interest in even becoming tradespeople. do you mm-hmm. can you talk about that a little bit
2: yeah it's it's somewhat unique. American or North American. I think it's just this stigma has built up over the last couple decades where there's been so much pressure on college um, that, you know, it's looked as like a lesser career when really the earning potential is amazing. You can start your own business. You can, you don't have to go into debt. So, I think a lot of it is that stigma. But the other thing we found when we went into high schools and we've been, you know, chatting with high school students and career counselors. The incentives for career counselors is to that number of getting people into college. You're only looking looked at a success if you have, you know, blank people or blank percentage going into college. And also a lot of the career counselors have advanced degrees and really value those. They all have the best intentions, but it pushes people towards these paths that don't make sense for everyone where you are going into debt. So we we get pretty excited about, you know, shedding light on those other career pathways. And a lot of the schools are changing to have, they call them career pathways now, where they, um, they aren't purely looking at college acceptance rate or you know, even community colleges, they are, you know, judged on their success based on how many people have any path to any career they're really excited about. And I think that's way more sustainable. But it is is—it is a hard stigma to break um, because all the people who it's been, you know, ingrained into every parent's head that college is the only way you're not a success if you don't get into a, a good college. But really, it, it leaves these huge holes in people's pockets of debt. Where you could start making money right out of the get-go with the trades
0: yeah, and we we and John agrees you know we John we've talked about this, but there are plenty of apprenticeship programs out there where they'll actually pay you to come learn um, and and we we get excited about some of those programs that we've got some friends that we know right john that that do that you know they they put people on and then they help them train them and and we were talking beforehand, and you and i uh, cooper were talking earlier about in education and looking at it from a return on investment and definitely when you talk about going deeply into debt to get a college degree versus maybe either either having a lower rate of debt by going to a vocational trade school or having somebody pay you aka an apprenticeship you And you end up with no debt. It really changes the financial outcome. Instead of having taking years and years and years to pay back that debt, you, as you just said it, you get you're out of the blocks and running straight away. you're You're making money from day one, basically, or almost day one, you know, kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, we're pretty excited about that. Um, what, how does Classit help with that? So, so give us kind of a rundown on what Classit, what you guys are doing. I've, I've looked at your website. You've got, ton, there's a ton of information there, um, particularly in the educational side, but there's also uh, help in finding jobs as well. So help, help kind of walk us through the flow of what you envision the flow to be that somebody say, you know, as a, a high school student or, or even somebody contemplating a job change because gosh, folks, if you're out there and you're stubborn, John and I both came to being handymen from other Uh, jobs we we've all always done stuff but we late in our careers decided we wanted something that was less stressful and more rewarding and um, that's how we've ended up as handymen and then the podcast was an outgrowth of being a handyman Mm -hmm. trying to actually reduce our business Um, which has not worked by the way but that's another story Uh, (laughs) but tell me let me
1: let me add that um, you know when you go out to these uh the high schools uh cooper and you know one of the things that they did away with a long time ago was shop class right And so the shop class, you know, first of all, it was a, you know, shop class. And then they're like, nah, I don't want shop class. Then it turned into like, okay, a vocational type of thing. All right, we'll soften it up. And then pretty soon they kind of all did away with it all together because of the stigma, right? That you got to send the kids to, you know, everybody's got to go to college. Yeah. And then that's kind of where, you know, I got interested in what I was doing as a, you know, when I got into mechanics, um, as a younger guy and i think some of the best advice that i had that i had taken is when i went into aviation school um was that you know you this is where your interest lies i was i'll never forget i was sitting there with the the head of the, the the school at the time the college at the time um and he said um you know go through this and then go to you know follow on with the uh, college courses. Cause now you'll, you're, you're going to find, you're going to find yourself. But a lot of times it says a lot, I see a lot of kids that just go into college and they just, it just kind of, they hit a wall. They don't know what to do. They don't, there's no passion. There's no, you know, direction um, or the direction is they're, they're, they're in a place that, you know, you're going to spend a hundred thousand two hundred thousand $200,000 and you come out and you're like, wow, like, you know, I'm not, not making any money do. and I can't yeah. get a job because I, went to the wrong side of things but um but that was the advice i was given and it worked you know i went through and i was like okay now i know where to go and now if i want to go into um you know aviation which i did i can you know now the sky's the limit because i knew business now and i'm you know starting to move up so anyways you know not to take your thunder here but that was that's that's you're,
0: kind you're of my offering background. things like that though, right? Right, yeah. Cooper and class yeah. that's that's kind of what my take on part of what your, your exactly. website does. Is yeah, that yeah, we
2: we expose people earlier and earlier that's, with yep. content that they'll you know, for young people the attention span has shrunk. So like we mm-hmm. do interviews with on TikTok of different careers to give people a sense of like these successful people that you know Run, work at small businesses, big businesses, and what, how they got there, and um, but I do think it is changing where where high schools are are starting to get the message that we do need those shop classes. Mm. And Denver Public Schools, which we've worked with, they actually have these amazing technical high schools where kids um, can go and they have shops that are just amazing. They'll make you cry; they're so beautiful, and they're but they're they're somewhat poorly attended. Um, you know, cause they're small class sizes, you really have to know early that that's what you want to do. So we really hope to use our, you know, we have a periodic table of skilled trades where you can click in and watch quick TikTok videos of each of the jobs, um, on any trade, you know, so you can really get a wide, a broad, uh, kind of digest of what you might like. And we have like a video skilled trades quiz. So, um, you know, it spits out what careers might be a good fit for you. Because we do find that, you know, most high schoolers, uh you know, we went and presented to a high school class and you know, it's just hard to get people's attention. Uh and it's even harder to find a passion that they really like. And that's that's the key to getting people into yeah, those.
1: Yeah, I I, I I I can see that. Um because it, you know, going back to the comment about, you know, the stigma that's going on right now um and has been um, but I will tell you that, um, you know, hey, kids, uh, guess what? You know, the car that most millionaires drive is an F-150. That's- so, you know, <laughs> you can make a lot of money. You can make a lot of money. In trades. It's not you're going to be just, uh, you know, the guy that's always going to be, you know, an electrician or a plumber. I mean, you could be the guy who's running the running the whole show, your own business. And really now things take off.
0: And there's other avenues as well. And and folks, you all know, if you don't know, I own rental properties. I take the skills that I use in my job to create my financial build or wealth building basically via buying rental houses. I do the work myself. And and if you're in the, tra- don't think the trades is not a path to yeah. wealth because John just said it and it's yeah. true. If you look at the, the by brand, the number one vehicle that millionaires, is comes from the millionaire next door, you'll find it's a Ford F-150 is what most millionaires in the United States of America actually drive. It's not a Porsche or a Lamborghini or anything like that. Like that, it's a pickup yeah. truck, and <laughs> and and it's a shocking, it, it's, it's a it shocking, shocking revelation, right? And uh, you can verify that too. I could be wrong, but I'm. Pretty sure I'm not. So, yeah. uh, last time I checked, that's what it yeah. was. Um, and and Cooper, so so tell them tell them a little bit about how they they you actually have almost a skills type test. You I, I've done it. I did it. I went through it. So you click on these various different things. It's like you know d- is this interesting? Yes or no? And you either you click on it. You watch a video, and it gives you a pretty good rundown on what the job is. But you go through those series, and then it ends up kicking you out the end with with uh, with an, a recommendation. I'm not going to say what my recommendation was. Mostly it said, you know, get a life, but that's different. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, uh, but tell, tell us a little bit about how, about that process. Cause I, I thought, I think it's a great idea. I really liked the way I like the way it lays out.
2: Yeah. Well, we, so we rank all the trades based on like, you know, how physical is it? How much training does it take? Uh, is it indoors or outdoors? Cause what we do find The number one question that people getting into the trades are really like, you know, which trade is best for me? And that's a very broad question. And everyone has very strong opinions on that. But a lot of times it comes down to do you like working indoors or outdoors? And, you know, do you have fine attention to detail or do you like, you know, more rough set things? You know, and a lot of people ask, like, what about this trade or this trade or this trade, Millwright versus, you know, And they're just they're off the wall. And so really providing the background uh, for what you're getting yourself into is super important. And the other thing that's that can be challenging sometimes, too, is it's not clear where the opportunities are. So we found with one of the problems with the, the, the skills gap is the unions have really great apprenticeship programs, but they're so hard to get into. So you know, you have to apply four years in a row, drop off a paper application. And it's because they really only can recruit the amount of apprenticeship spots for direct jobs that they have in their purview, you know, that are like, you know, a highway job or whatever. So when we talk to the operators union in, in Chicago, you know, I they would love to be bringing on more apprentices, but they can only recruit for the amount of jobs that they have. So one of our big things along with the kind of education piece and shedding light on these different trades is just making it easier for any company, small or big, to find the right entry-level talent. Um, So we've been, you know, we, along with the education piece, we also help place apprentices. So, you know, after you've taken the quiz and you've, uh, you know, found one that you like, you can also look at all the jobs across the trades on our site um, at that entry level point or more experienced, and then we'll help you build a, a portfolio of your work. Cause what we've also found is the trades are very visual. Most people getting in there weren't the best students. They don't like sitting in a classroom. They like working with their hands. They love listening to the handyman podcast cause they can do it in their truck. Um, <laughs> but they, you know, they don't like sitting down and doing written tests or writing it out resumes over and over so we're trying to make it as easy as possible for them to show off their work so if you are like you know an apprentice with zero experience you can stand out amongst the crowd with pictures of your work you can look at other people's portfolios and check out the projects they've been doing as a part of a visual piece of your resume so that you can kind of look really appealing to a company that might be hesitant to bring on somebody with zero experience because even people coming out of trade school We hear over and over from the companies that hire on classes, they're like, you know, I don't know what they're teaching them. You know, there are some good (laughs) ones, there's some bad Mm -hmm. ones, but I really need work experience. So we're trying to bridge that gap where people who do DIY projects can present those and you can sleep at night as a, you know, a Roto-Rooter who's looking to hire a bunch of apprentices and make sure that they're um, really know what they're doing. So we really like I, that piece. No, that's fascinating.
0: Yeah, I just want to add a comment on that. So we we John and I we talked to a lot of handymen over the course of doing this show and other and just out there in the world. And so many of them really don't have any formal education. They've been working on their own homes for years and they do have that book of work. <laughs> They really do. In fact, John and I both have our own book of work at our own homes. John has become this year a deck expert because he's replaced every single board on his <laughs> deck. But I just, I just say that, and that we talk about these things on the show. But it is, it is, it's, it's a business, or the businesses, the various different um, aspects of being in the trades. Education is great, but it's not everything, and if somebody's coming to me, and they bring me a book, hey, you know, I did this at my house, or I did this, or I built this, if they want to go into machining, just for example, and they say, you know, my grandfather has a lathe, and this is what I lathed out, and and this is what I did, and I understand how this, it's more the understanding, because to your point, they don't necessarily look good on paper, because they're not oriented that way. I personally am not really I I'm okay, but I'm not great at it, you know. I'm and I'm better doing a visual thing just like shooting this video. I'm really much better if I want to show you how to do something. I like to show you hands-on how to do things. And those are the things, to your point, that you guys are helping young people get together, put together, and have them understand it's not just about this and it's about other things you know, and other ways. There's a million different ways to learn things, right? And so it's all about that. And then, and then how do you get it together and make it look pretty to an app to an app in an application if you want to call it that so yeah there's yeah, really a there's that. a
1: big uh practical part of all all of this in the in the trades or the mechanics you know
0: or mechanics you know or i mean free, i had it makes I, it's no the difference. same
1: thing guys if you're going through any kind of mechanic school or, or especially aviation and you're under the faa it's a lot of it's a lot of classroom it's it's a lot of it's a lot of testing and then there's a big practical <laughs> that follows on so um you know that that's uh, I think and but to your point is that the practical side of it um if if it hasn't been signed off you know in a very formal way like like I had to go through um it really becomes how do I show somebody right how do I you know prove that to somebody without actually working with them at least give me a yeah. shot
2: yeah and, and we work with so we hired about over 200 people for ace handyman services the the franchise um and one of the amazing things about that company is they do invest in in their workers and it's a really good way to get into the trades the handyman business uh because they'll they can send people out to jobs that they're comfortable with while they learn the other skills you know if you know how to hang a door uh and do drywall but you want to learn you know more trades they have the master there who will teach them over time so that you know after you've gone on three or four jobs then you can you know start being billed at a higher rate and and doing more jobs so it gives you exposure to a lot of different trades um, at least in the states where there's not crazy um, restrictions but i do think there's you know getting more entry-level people into these jobs and making it friendlier Uh, It's not something you can do over video exclusively. You really do have to be there Mm -hmm. on site with a, you know, a mentor who will show you how to do it um, and help if if things go wrong. So I think there's a lot of room in the industry for kind of like lowering the bar for what an entry level person needs to know or the experience they need to have um, and just helping put in those like, you know we hope to someday have an apprenticeship in a box where any company can get uh, you know government funding and and build out um, their apprenticeship program because it also helps retention too if you've if you have a company that you know has taught you is is investing in their own workers and is teaching you new skills, you're much more loyal to stick around for a long time as well.
0: Well yeah and we had discussed so many of these smaller companies in particular are very much family run organizations and you kind of get to be a part of that family and these are people you you know you work with them you you go out and you have a beer with them and you and you you know you y'all you exchange christmas gifts it's not it's not big corporate Stuff you know it's not like that. It's a lot of smaller the trades are are nationwide, largely are are smaller companies. Uh, they're they're fifteen to twenty people and they run you know they run what hVAC electrical uh, in our trades, even even mechanics, you know you get into a mechanic shop. John, I have a question for John. John, when you were at at Eastern, which was a very large corporation, you worked in a shop with how many guys and did you know
1: those guys? Oh yeah, I knew every one of them, but we had three thousand mechanics on base. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you knew three thousand. So, I mean, that's I didn't still know thrilling... three
1: thousand. I knew everybody I worked with, of course.
0: Yeah, you knew everybody you worked with. Oh, were were yeah. they? Were, did you? You had your friends. You had your enemies. You had you know. You had no, kind of a microcosmos. No, microcosm that,
1: now, no. Whoever did the you know the hiring t- in in there, um, we all had a lot of stuff in common. It was a uh, yep. you know they all did a a, a psych on us you know um it was really it was really interesting who they hired and who they didn't but uh you know when you got in there everybody had the had the same um you know likes and you know all kinds of it was it was, was kind of it's kind of a weird thing in that way you know they they must have uh you know, a, you know some kind of psychiatric evaluation of us when we were. You're all psychos, yeah, face yeah. it, Johnny.
0: Everybody knows that about you. But it you. was really, it was, you know, you it know.
1: was really, it was really interesting. It was, it was a fun time, especially when you're younger. You know, but um, yeah. Yeah. then I got uh, a lot
0: of aspirated, right? Yeah, a lot of just, yeah. you know, yeah. Of it's course, kind of, of course. Same old, same old. I, I, I really
1: I really liked it, okay? Um, you know, for all those, you know, the guys out there that, you know, if you don't know what you – and, and Cooper, you brought up a great point there in, in the handyman side of things. You know, if you want to – you know, if you're dabbling in this, you might find yourself getting pulled in one direction or another what you really like plumbing, electrical, uh, you know, hey, HVAC, but I need, you know, now I can take the next steps and I'm experiencing and getting exposed to all of this. And now I can, you know, maybe I want to focus in on one of them and then from there, you know, I do everything else I need to do to become a licensed plumber, electrician, you know, HVAC or whatever it is, right? Um and you can go through a platform like yourself and 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 find that, right?
2: You know, get matched yeah. up with something. Yeah. And That's... to Larry's point, the, you know, if you're a handyman, it makes it incredibly easy to transition eventually to, uh, you know, investment properties. Cause you don't have to mm-hmm. pay somebody to fix everything. And that is like one of the questions that I ask everyone when I interview them at their, at their, uh, at their jobs is I'm like, what toy or what uh, have you been able to afford? Cause you, You know, make a good living in the trades. And I'm always surprised at how amazing the answers are, because it's always like much more fiscally responsible than, you know, some engineer who just bought a new Tesla, you know, it's like, (laughs) Oh, yeah, I own eight investment properties. One guy was talking about how he owned eight investment properties. Mm -hmm. He's a linesman who makes, you know, over 300k a year. And he puts it right back into those investment properties, rents them out on Airbnb. And then takes, you know, time off every year to go fix them up. Um, So it just, it's a really great way to get to financial freedom because you you don't have to pay somebody to do all the Mm -hmm. expensive tasks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's an interesting,
1: and it's also an interesting thing about the, um, you know, a work-life balance too. So that's mm-hmm. part of you know when you when you when you're looking at what what uh, what side of the trades that you'd like to go into you know and if that's important to you because I will tell you that you know when I was in when I was working in in, in an office environment and business I mean I was taking a lot of work home with me and it was you know it's a it was a seven to ten gig <laughs> you know I'm I'm in the office early and I'm still working at ten o'clock at night um so not
0: so much doing our job John
1: no new no no um but um you know so so there's that so there's that
2: side of it yeah that's another piece we like to shed light on with um the different trades because you know they are there are different requirements for what you have to be willing to do if there's if you are uh you know take this linesman for example he was saying he works 60 hours a week and that promoted a bunch of controversy on TikTok because people are like, oh yeah, you're traveling all the time as a, as a traveling lineman. And, um, so, you know, you gotta be okay with living out of a hotel room, but you know, there were also people saying, oh, but you, you know, you're not actually working all that time. You're billable hours, you're showing up to job sites. So there's, you know, every trade is very different and there's no source of truth for what they're like so we really hope to over the long term just like consolidate so that you know if you're similar to looking for a college you can go visit the college you know exactly what people are reviewing it we really want that for all the trades companies and all the trades um skills so that you know what you're getting yourself into and can kind of Make it much more transparent than what it is right now.
1: Yeah, I mean that's what I really liked about the approach that you had on your website was 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 uh, you know kind of asking those questions and probing you know what 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 is it that you that you're comfortable with because you know in in some of the trades if you're not you know if you're not comfortable working at midnight. You know, midnight it's not, shift. Some, it's, some it's, it's are not, not for, for you. you, right? Yeah, Some are not for you. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, like, which like I did the for the a trades. long time, and I was, I was like, "Yeah," <laughs> uh, but um, there is uh, there is some some great character, and you know what? And some people love it. Yeah, and and that's why, hence the hence he asked the questions.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, there's people who really want to get in the trades but can't do. F- crazy physical work but there are trades for that and it's so it's there's a crazy spectrum on what you can do in the trades and i'm i'm blown away every day when we find you know new new niche trades like was talking to a van builder last week um who builds custom vans and then surfboard shapers you know everything you can think of has trades and i think more and more people will go towards those as uh you know, as AI takes jobs <laughs> from white collar yeah. workers. Yeah,
1: and then and then there's that. You know, um, you know, getting back to uh, some, you know, forty percent of the people are going to be out of these trades. This yeah. gonna, there's a there's going to be a lot of opportunities out there, folks, for this. And and, and we and do we do, do remember I, that
0: it's all infrastructure stuff, right? A lot well, of it I, is infrastructure. I was just going to say, you know, at yeah. some
1: point, um. You know at at one time, let me let me back up. At one time, you know, guys weren't making a whole lot of money uh in in the trades. But now with the scarcity that's going to happen, you're going to be writing your own ticket here.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean in in the next 20 years, you're going to be writing your own ticket cuz there is yeah. there's nobody that knows what they're doing anymore. <laughs> and you know, you're going to get, you know, if you're if you're a good plumber, you're a good electrician, you're working as a handyman, you're do you're going to be um you know, you're gonna find you're gonna find yourself out there as, as being, you know, the guy. You know?
0: yeah so. I mentioned infrastructure just that it's very very consistent right so yep. we always need power we need electricity right. we need we need gas you know gas meaning like natural gas things like that anything that runs a house all the things that run a house you need sewer you need plumbing you need water you need you know all of those things are never I don't foresee them going away AI is going to take a lot of jobs but at the end of the day AI cannot replace the water line that comes into your house that takes somebody on the ground and that's when I say infrastructure those jobs are going to be very, very secure. They're not glamorous. They're not fun. But, well, they are kind of fun. It depends. Depends on your particular uh, interests, but uh, they, they're going to be there and they're going to always pay. Good times, bad times, as yep. I, I did a lot of work, folks. You all know this in the septic industry. Nobody, Nobody when their toilet, toilet is overflowing, goes, dang, you know, like I'd have you come in and pump my septic tank, but I, your price is just a little too high. They say, no, pump it right now. You know, that's it's what, like, that's,
1: it's why la- there. that's why Larry and I do the show remote from each other. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Thanks, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean, with that shortage, I think it's like three million openings in twenty thirty. The only thing that can happen is to fix that shortage is raise wages for all tradesmen, so it's gonna mean like as a company, you really have to have a competitive offer and you have to treat these candidates like the rare, amazing people that they are and um and i think the wages are going to raise a lot which will bring a lot of people into the trades but the problem is you can't you know poof make up 4 it, years of it's not overnight yeah it's yeah. not
0: overnight and you do at class it 2 you have a, a side that's an employer side that helps employers engage employees is that correct mhm
2: yeah so we we our our goal is to save busy trades owners and and recruiters time by automating the, the tedious recruiting tasks while still presenting like a best in class candidate experience. So we, you, the way it works, we, people basically tell us their requirements, their must have, uh, criteria will help them, you know, tune their job description. We source the jobs across hundreds of job boards and partnerships. So we have partnerships with home builders Institute, which is a cool, um, training program. They they work with job corps, but they uh job corps but they help people learn how to build homes. Um and and obviously our social media channels and school partnerships. Uh and then we basically automate all the outreach to candidates because as busy tradespeople are on the job most of the time and aren't by their phone. Um it can be hard to get a hold of of candidates at the right time when the employers are looking to talk with them so we automate that and then we actually do the screening calls for companies so that you get all the pieces that might be missing from the resume you make sure that they're in the right location we also you know sell the job to these candidates as well and make sure they're really excited to come on board and then then the companies get the notes and they can decide who they want to interview or hire um so it just saves them a ton of time, and can, we we act as their like, recruiting an applicant um, relationship manager. So kind of like a CRM for their candidates.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was I was looking through the uh, through the website, and um, you know, I, you had a little comparison about a, a big company uh, that's in the trades to 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 hire somebody, how much that is, or if you have to do it yourself. Um, and I will tell you that just the amount of time I can imagine just trying to find people is is got to be incredible and a real pain in the butt you know to to try to find it you know folks out there uh it's, it's it, and it's thin as the market is right now um so i mean a, a service like yours is 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 got to be welcome to these folks it's it's got to be i mean for for what you're for basically what you're charging and things like that i mean um you know i don't know about you larry but I can just, Oh, it's, I can, it's oh, the I,
0: worst thing in business is hiring it is, people. It, it it's, is. It's, it's, it's just, it's tedious. It's, ugh, it's just not, it's unproduct technically unproductive, blah, 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 blah. It's and not, it, it's not what most trades guys are interested in, honestly. Right. Really. Yeah. Right. Very, most,
1: yeah. Most we're, people are in an HR department, right? I mean, I know, they just want, yeah. they're out, they're out working and they need some guys, you know, on the, on the crew. I mean, Larry, you, you, you know, when you were in the, um, in the vending business, what, what would you tell me? How many guys that you have to go through before you?
0: I would go through 200 applicants before I found one that was worth putting any time into. So and and that and it it held over and over and over and over again. I was a little shocked. I, I'm a record keeper, folks. If you haven't figured it out, I'm a numbers guy. But we we kept we it would take us to we do 200 you know phone 200 phone contacts and it, and we just we had a process and we whittled it down. But it took to at least 200 contacts before we found anybody that we would even give a try to. And that's really and that and we were in the trades. I mean, it's a it's a mm-hmm. form of the trades. It's not uh, it's not. Not, uh, and it's not a bad trade it's a very good thing there's a lot of great reasons to be in the vending business you know it, anyway I, I can write your cooper I can write your thing if you want a vending description <laughs> for you um, but uh, but uh, yeah there, there's all kinds of things and, and and it's back to just you know making the perfect fit and it just took forever. Oh my god, it took for And That's even before we started training anybody. And then we'd bring them in, you know, and then we'd have to get them to to do it. I hate to say our way, but my way or whatever it was, we had a real we have a real we had a real system set up and uh, but we had to just get people into the system and and all of that just takes time and effort and and it's a, it's a chore. Folks, if you know anybody that's got a small business out there that has multiple employees, go like Ask them, they'll tell you. And I'm sure Cooper's probably got hundreds of descriptions of, oh my God, you're saving me so much in time, effort and and aggravation, you know, since it's our our thing. Save time, money, and aggravation, you know, and and uh, that's what we're all about. So
2: yeah. Yeah, we see that you know, people in the trades sometimes undervalue their time. Um, you know, and if you're looking at all those two hundred candidates, and trying to call them multiple times, it's just going to sap up all your time. So, yeah, we do think that like, if you can spend that time just focusing on the ten that do our f- fit, and we know we can get a hold of them, and we've talked to them, it's just a much better use of time. And it's um, we also, you know, we don't charge hiring fees or anything. So it's as opposed to a headhunter where you might feel mm-hmm. pressure to hire somebody and pay a huge you know finders fee we don't do any of that so it's just a much more predictable way and also on the flip side like really helps uh, you know present yourself in the best light to the candidates if you're being very responsive and um, you know it, we we automate a lot of that so you aren't doing all the back and forth if you are a busy owner
0: awesome awesome well, I think our time is running short, John. Is
1: there anything, any other questions that you have? No, not really. I, you know, I think it's a great thing that you're that uh, that what, what you're doing, Cooper. And um, you know, re- we'd really like to have you back and, and follow this. Um, we're, you know, both Larry and I are are uh, you know, we're we're very um, passionate. Pa- pa- that's a good word. Passionate about getting folks into into the trades um you know i think it's just been a lost it's just been a lost uh, art out there and you know guys you need to pick up on it and i think uh you know hit hit uh hit hit the classic uh, website and get started i mean it, yeah i think it's great so,
0: C- cooper give us that contact information okay. spell it out because it's not as it sounds we'll put it in the <laughs> show notes but we still want people to we want you to say it and and uh t- just give us a rundown tell us how people can get a hold of you
2: yeah it's Classet.org, C-L-A-S-S-E-T.org. Um, yeah, if you're looking to explore the trades, we have lots of content there. We've also got, um, you can go to our four companies page if you're looking to recruit and we have our number there so you can call us at any time um, and we can get you started. But yeah, we're also on TikTok and Instagram if you're looking for the short form video stuff. Um, or if you want to be interviewed, I love interviewing a, Successful tradespeople for the next generation. So, love to talk with more people.
0: All right, I want to thank Cooper for being on the show, John. What are some of the key
1: takeaways? I think a much needed a much needed service. Okay, and 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 the things that the thing that I um, uh, you know keep hearing time and time again is that all the retirement and we, Larry, you and I talk about it ad nauseum of of the trades and the people getting out. Um, there's going to be a big need for, uh, you know, folks in the in the trades. I mean, let's face it. In the it. trades,
0: yeah. It's a huge it just this this interview once one of my takeaways was it just once again reinforces the fact that there's that there's a huge skills gap yep. and that there's actually massive opportunity in the trades, you know. It there's there's just if you want a really good paying job going forward, being in the trades is not what it used to be, folks. It's not just yeah. not what it used to be. So with that I think, what were some of the other takeaways, well, John? Well, you
1: know, I, I think that, you know, one of the things from, from, from their, from Classic, um, you know, what they're doing here is they're really, they're really exposing these kids to a new way of life in the trades. You no, know, we've all, you know, over the past and we talked about during the interview was that it's, you know, classically, you know, but, uh, you got to go to college, you've got to do, you know, those kind of things. And you're building up a big debt, but this, you know, without really being able to, repay that you know i mean that just kind of wow it's crazy I mean, yeah, it? yeah you're know, yeah. coming out of, the, out of out of college with a basically like a mortgage that you know I'm, i don't even have a job yet um so there this is this is like i said it's a much needed they're you know exposing these kids but uh yet they're they're automating how people in the trades can hire uh these folks too um that's why and, and think one so other much, thing much needed
0: well, yeah one and one of my takeaways. Sorry for running over the top of you there, John. But just to, to predate that or, or preempt that a little bit is that one of my takeaways from it was they give you this really easy platform to compare and contrast mm-hmm. the various different trades. You, you literally, it's yep. it's like you want to learn about being a diesel mechanic. It's click right here, and that gives you a complete description of yep. everything involved in being, including where you work. Is it you know is it physical? Blah 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 blah. All the all the t- the aspects you can do that. There's other things on there. There's there's carpenter. There's 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 I don't know there's got to be 50 60 70 maybe 100 different trades that you can click on and get really nice descriptions and work environments and all that kind of thing on those trades. I really love that function of of what they've got on their site. And Cooper obviously is very knowledgeable of all of this stuff. It was really really a good mm-hmm. interview. Yeah. Um so I'm no, not sure John any, anything else there no, that no, was really I think there was just
1: a it was it was it was outstanding. So you know, I think, uh, you know, everybody go out there and uh, check out uh, Classic.org. And, uh, yeah, and check, check out Classic.org. Yeah.
0: And, and please, while you're at it, folks, would you please like and subscribe to our, both our YouTube channel, our, our uh, podcasts. Uh, give us a good rating. We're really trying to get this information out to people, and so we really would appreciate your, your help with us on that. So with that, John, you know, the, uh, the, the hey, you know what? We're going straight to the old one. The spaceship has landed. Do we look at it
1: or do we take it apart? Well, it's got a union sticker on it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we'll see you next week on the Handyman Pros Radio Show.